Top of the morning to you, America. This is J.D. Collier. This is the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast, and today is March 10th. Today we still have a little bit of snow here in Pennsylvania, and it's uh, going to be a nice day, maybe 57 degrees. We're going to melt some more snow, and we're going to get on with it. So today's episode will be about the eagle attribute of sacrifice, and our Haas presentation will be an anti-Haas. Uh, this is somebody uh, who was the Supreme Court Justice back in the 1800s, his name being Roger Taney. So let's get on with the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast. If you like it, please do like, subscribe, and provide some comments. All right, catch you later at the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast. This is the Eagle Haas and Hound podcast. Welcome. Created by Eagle Impact and Johnny Tilt Productions, this podcast honors and respects the service veterans and spouses, the social integrity heroes of our past, and the common American mutt. That's right, you. With this podcast, we provide a platform for respect. We respect the eagle, that is, the individual with a service background, the sworn hero from the uniform who has risked it all for our protection. Plus, we respect and honor the hoss, that is, the social integrity leader from our past, such as Franklin, Ulysses, Lincoln, and others from our American history. Finally, we respect you, the hound, as we discuss the topics of the day, listening and learning together to improve our work, home, and family. Each week, we will bring you value in the form of knowledge and perspective. Just like you heard, we are all in this together, so get ready for another excellent show. It's the Eagle, Haas, and Hound podcast. Well, here we are, back in the Eagle, Haas, and Hound podcast. Uh, this is a, uh, a new location. I'm at, it's not brand new. I've been on it before early on, but this is uh, my workshop in the backyard, and I call this studio jaunty tilt productions studio so johnny tilt is like when you take your hat and you you're all jolly and you, you wear it at a johnny tilt uh, a lot of that happened during world war ii many of you see the pictures of uh the nostalgic pictures of of our heroes who went to serve many of them wore their hat at a johnny tilt and so uh, that's why uh, in honor of the greatest generation i i di- i dubbed this place or uh, this studio johnny tilt productions studio so hey, it's J.D. Collier, and I'm doing the Eagle, Haas, and Hound podcast. Uh, today's March 10th, and uh, I'm going to reflect back into uh, March of 1857 uh, later on in this podcast when I discuss the Haas. Uh, in this case, it's going to be an anti-Haas, uh, this guy named Roger Taney, who was a Supreme Court Justice. Uh, but before I get into that, uh, I'm going to talk about the Eagle. The Eagle attribute today is the attribute of sacrifice. And sacrifice is something that maybe uh, doesn't doesn't uh, ring a bell too much to uh, many folks uh, because it's something that you know somebody else has to do, not necessarily yourself. And for the eagle, that word sacrifice means a lot, and it means some of the experiences that uh, have happened to you, and particularly the spouse. So the spousal relationship is like this: it's one flesh. And that's why I say many of these attributes, in fact, all of them, they transfer uh, between uh, the uniformed service member and the spouse because of this one flesh relationship and particularly the attribute of sacrifice. It's a shared sacrifice when, when uh, particularly uh, during times when you have to go on deployment, you really feel the sacrifice. Uh, sacrifice being having to give up something of value and uh, not necessarily getting much in return, but having the faith to hold steady 
uh, even though you're sacrificing, uh, it's very important. Sacrifice, uh, you know, it happened to me when I was on deployment. I had to go away for, you know, seven months at a time and uh, saying goodbye was tough, uh, knowing that I was gonna be, you know, without, without my partner for that time and she was gonna be without me. She had to carry on without me and it was a big sacrifice for our family. I had to uh, miss my son for, for all those months being far away on deployment in the Navy and many people go through that experience um, and you know, for the American Mutt, uh, at welcome, welcome to the podcast. Uh, the American Mutt being an individual, any individual who occupies these Americas, uh, whether you immigrated here yesterday or, or more than 10,000 years ago, uh, you are welcome. You are the American Mutt and uh, those in service are in service to you, American Mutt. And they, whether they were in service a long time ago or they're in service now, they are protecting you. They're serving and sacrificing for you. And I'm talking about sacrifice today. So when the spouse has to carry on uh, while the loved one is away on in service, that is a sacrifice. And how does that sacrifice help an individual who's an eagle in the workforce? Well, let me explain. I'll give you a personal example. So we have recently been uh, emerging, I guess, starting to emerge through uh, hopefully the end of this pandemic and uh, there's some vaccines are out there now and that's a good thing we're expecting to get through it but going back uh, a year ago back in march of 2020 when uh, the usa became locked down middle of march it was going to be a two two week lockdown <laughs> remember that i remember that well towards the end of that two weeks it became apparent that it was going to be a lot longer than that and uh you know, many businesses were circling the wagons and that same thing happened with, with my, uh, my day job that uh, my, my boss called me and with the unfortunate news that I was going to be having to take a cut in pay um, because the company was going to be suffering. In fact, many people had actually been let go, you know, just out and out, just let go. Uh, that was very sad. I was glad it wasn't happening to me being let go like that. And, and so... You know, during this conversation, my uh, my boss is telling me that, you know, he's even struggling himself. He he doesn't want to sustain a cut in pay. He was very disappointed about it, um, but I calmed him down and I, I told him, hey, hey, this is the time to sacrifice. And you know, some we're fortunate that we haven't lost our positions. Uh, we're gonna have to take on uh, additional responsibilities, but because of the experience that I had and knowing how a, a sacrifice can pay off in the end, I was able to be calm and, and explain that. So, you know, that ability to calm uh, the, the people on your team down with, with some of your experience and, and even sharing a story or just being there and being present and how you behave in a situation that's a, an adverse situation, uh, that, that is something that is, is a great value to employers today if one of their employees can do that. So in that case, I had demonstrated the attribute of sacrifice. And uh, well, you know, we actually, the company, we suffered for a while. There was about six months when we had to go with, uh, uh, you know, cuts, cuts in pay and, and many other, uh, you know, measures to try to keep the business afloat in which we did. And we emerged at the end of 2020 a, a successful. So, uh, but it involves sacrifice. And uh, so sacrifice, it's something that happens to you during your service experience and it's something that carries with you as an eagle uh, for the rest of your life. So the eagle attribute is sacrifice. 
Now I'm going to switch to the next uh, next phase of of the uh, Eagle Haas and Hound podcast. But first, a plug for some of the products that you can find on EagleImpact.com. So you've seen me deck out as a linebacker Lincoln, and uh, in fact, I, I have my my linebacker Lincoln here. Right, this is the hat, you know, Lincoln hat, you know. And of course, you've seen me wear this jersey that I'm mighty proud of. Okay, this is the uh, Franklin Ulysses 150 jersey. Okay, there's Franklin Ulysses, uh, foo racism. And then the, the front of it, of course, you got your Benjamin Franklin, your Ulysses Grant. You got the, uh, the image of the uh, Franklin Ulysses 150 there. I love, I stand, I, re I respect, I stand. And then of course, I am an American. So uh, this is what you have with the jersey. You can actually find this jersey on eagleimpact.com. And uh, I hope that you, you go and check it out. There's uh, some other versions of the jersey. Um, if you don't care to have foo racism across the back, you can have uh, an attribute of courage across the back, for instance. Okay, and, and this one, uh, this one's got pink trim. If you, if you prefer that, you can get pink trim. All right, and uh, you, this one has, has long sleeves. You can wear this long sleeve one uh, for hockey, perhaps. Go to, go to any, any kind of sporting event and... You know, you're, this is a personal protest. Uh, Franklin Ulysses is the ability to personally protest through your attire uh, and other means. So here's another one, same front, but the back is uh, another one of my favorite attributes, the attribute of respect. So please do check it out on eagleimpact.com uh, for those and other items that you can purchase for not only Eagle, but also Franklin Ulysses brand. So now I'm gonna talk about the Haas. And uh, when I give a Haas presentation, usually I'm talking about someone who is themselves a Haas. And I just define a Haas to be a uh, social integrity hero of our American history. Um, but today I'm gonna talk about someone who is the opposite of a Haas, an anti-Haas. Uh, this fellow uh, was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court and his name being Roger Taney. Uh, he was a Democrat from the South, and uh, a lot of times when you do some reading, like I did some reading on uh, on the on the internet, you'll find uh, certain history uh, re presentations where they eliminate the word Democrat, where they call them just a Southerner, and uh, I I totally I bucked that trend. Okay, uh, he this guy Roger Taney was a Democrat. Uh, from birth, he was uh, uh, from a slaveholding family. Uh, he wasn't going to be inheriting the property, but uh, in fact, his big brother was going to inherit it. His big brother was uh, Michael Taney the sixth. Okay, so Michael Taney the first was one of the first immigrants to come to America from Britain, uh, having uh, you know some wealth and privilege. This guy was able to buy and purchase uh, plantation property and own slaves and and. You know, he was the first, and there was the second, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth, and, well, you know, his brother was the sixth. So you can see there's six generations that were in America, southern, it was Maryland, they were uh, slaveholders, okay? And this is, the, this is an illustration of, of how this kind of uh, situation played itself out all over America. Uh, in fact, uh, during those six generations, many of those generations were before America was a country at all. It was still the 13 colonies, uh, British colonies, 13 suffering British colonies, okay? And all colonies had slavery, all of them, all 13 of them. Not just the southern ones, but the northern ones too. 
So this whole pervasive idea of being a slaveholder, owning slaves, considering people to be property instead of persons, uh, this pervasive, insidious idea, which is the foundation of the Democrat Party in America, uh, it, it affected this guy, uh, Taney, because that's the kind of thing that he grew up in. That was his family. That's who he was, okay? And, and, and many people can argue that that's what America was. Uh, you know, the, there's a lot of discussion today about, oh, America was bad, and there's so many people that want to try to take a knee against the colors, and they, they want to paint America as bad. Um, and, and I'm totally against that, too. I bucked that trend, okay? That negative uh, Democrat ideal of slaveholding and, and, and considering somebody less than human or basically labeling and categorizing you based on your skin color alone, uh, that is not America. That's not my America. It's probably not your America. I hope it's not your America. Uh, America is, uh, is giving equal opportunity for all, okay? considering all equal. And in America's emergence, that's part of this whole story. Why is this such an important part uh, of this story? This, uh, this guy, this Chief Justice, Roger Taney, okay, so he grew up in Maryland with a slaveholding family. He wasn't going to be the owner of slaves. His father uh, encouraged him instead to uh, go ahead and, and uh, learn something like law, which he did, uh, and he became educated in, and became a, a, an attorney, a law uh, with, with the bar of, of uh, the state of Maryland. And uh, so he got to do some things in being that he was an attorney. And, you know, he ended up becoming a judge, of course. Um, and so the big, the big thing that made him famous was the uh, Supreme Court decision of Dred Scott. So Dred Scott, uh, he was a slave who sued his owner for his freedom. And uh, it was in the state of Missouri. So why is Missouri important? Because the Missouri Compromise of 1820 was a big deal that Congress had passed through back in 1820 um, in order to bring a new state into the Union. So, of course, America, we got, into, got our independence in 1776. Uh, very soon after that, under the leadership of, of Benjamin Franklin, was uh, many of the northern states they, states, they got rid of slavery pretty quickly. Southern states, different story. Um, and, of course, Maryland was one of those southern states. And uh, as this, the country was growing and, and bringing in states, there's this huge, this huge uh, disparity between the abolitionists who were against slavery and the, the, the southern Democrat that was for slavery. But Democrat wasn't only southern. Democrats were all into the north, too. And even today, the Democrat uh, ideal and voters and party and all that stuff is... is Con it's throughout America. Uh, but in this case, the Democrat, they were for slavery. They were the slaveholders. They were the, 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 all the slaveholders were the ones in power. Anybody who was in Congress who came from one of the slave states, they were slaveholders. Okay, most, most all of them were. Uh, and of course, that was what they pushed. And of course, this guy, uh, was Mr. Taney was. So, uh, so 1820, the compromise of Missouri compromise was a case where in order to bring Missouri in, Missouri wanted to become in, in as a slave state. In fact, the southern states pushed it really hard. They, they wanted it to be a slave state. There was, only, there was 11 slave states. There were 11 free states, okay? And if you brought in Missouri, that's going to make 12 slave states and 11, only 11 free states. So the compromise was, okay, we're gonna, we'll, we'll allow it to come in, this is 1820, as a slave state, 
okay? The compromise was to bring another state on board at the same time, and that state was the state of Maine, and Maine came in as a free state, so that would keep the balance as 12 and 12, and then, of course, there was the Louisiana Purchase, what to do with all that land, and they said, okay, uh, uh, any more states that come into the Union uh, that are above a certain parallel of uh, latitude, those would have to be free, okay? And then the ones below, I guess those could possibly be a uh, slave. That was the 1820, uh, the Missouri Compromise, which came into law. So uh, we're talking about the Dred Scott case that happened in 1857. It was the actual, uh, the final of that case was decided by the Supreme Court. Uh, he, this guy, Dred, Dred Scott, had sued for uh, freedom in 1846. And of course, 46, 57, that's 11 years it was going through the courts, okay? It started in Missouri. Uh, he had been, uh, as a slave, owned by a master. They had taken him to uh, the state of, of Wisconsin, okay? And he also had lived in the state of Illinois and then moved him right back down to Missouri, which was a slave state. But when he was in Missouri, he said, hey, you know, many of the people who had been enslaved, they heard of this rule called once free, always free. And so on that basis, he sued. He says, hey, if I was in one of these states, Missouri or Illinois or Wisconsin, which are free states, then I'm I'm free. And now, once free, I'm always free. So that was his basis. In fact, he won his case at first, but because of the uh, uh, many reasons, there were technicalities and there, you know, political. A lot of political forces were involved, of course, that uh, kept the case going and flipping and flopping until it got its way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court grabbed that case and did it because of the the various different states that it came from because I guess they call it a diversity diversity of juris, jurisdictions. So there's all these terms in there, diversity of jurisdictions. So um, 1857, this is when, during the election of 1856, James Buchanan, a Democrat, was elected, okay? So he, this guy, James Buchanan, the newly elected president, here it is March, okay, March 4th of 1857, he, is, he gave his inaugural speech, and in his inaugural speech, he, he was saying something to the effect that, yeah, this issue about slavery, it's going to be put to rest. We got it all taken care of, because he knew he had talked to his buddy, uh, who is also a Democrat, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, who was about to be giving his, um, his decision on the Dred Scott case, which came only a few days later in early March of uh, 1857. Um, Anyway, that was a, a when the decision came out that the Supreme Court stated that Dred Scott was now going to become a slave again, that his uh, suit was denied. Uh, the reason they said his suit was denied is because in this guy Roger Taney, who is an anti-Hoss, he's not he's not the social integrity hero. He is the opposite of. He stated that uh, anybody who is of African American descent, whether they are enslaved or whether they are free. They are not a citizen of the United States and are not due the rights to a citizen in order to bring a suit against somebody. They couldn't do it. He basically defined them as property and not as a human being and, and not as a citizen. And not only that, but because of that ruling, that ruling overturned the Missouri Compromise, which I told you about. And therefore, it allowed for all the states to decide if they wanted to be slave or free, that there, they took away this uh, determination that they couldn't be free, that they could uh, decide on their own. And so you can imagine 
this is four years before the start of the Civil War, that that decision to throw out the Missouri Compromise and to render people who have, of African descent who are, are not telling them that they are not citizens of the United States and they can't be citizens of the United States, brought on by this guy Roger Taney, um, that got a lot of people upset. And, and you're probably upset just thinking about it. Take a look. You see me, when I, when I introduce this podcast, you see me walking into the public library, and I encourage that. I encourage you, American Mutt, to go walk into your public library and check out a book and read it. You can't always depend on what you read on the internet, okay? Many of these things, uh, Wikipedia is one of them, uh, they're written by people who are not necessarily scholars, and they don't necessarily write truth. And if I read this thing on, on there about uh, uh, Roger Taney, uh, like I said, they don't mention much about him being Democrat, but they just try to paint him as a Southerner because nowadays, uh, if, uh, if if many of the states in the Southern United States are Republican voting states, so the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to paint the Republican Party as being the uh, slavery party and, and the uh, the racist party, but that's actually not true. Today, even today, the uh, the, the Democrat Party is the is the anti is the racist party there's they still continue to label you as a certain race they want to reduce you to a skin color and make that the issue instead of your individual rights they want to say that you're part of a group and that you really have no individuality and and that's that's just that's called identity politics okay and that is certainly not something that i am against identity politics is absolutely wrong it's disrespectful. It's it's basically stealing your individuality. It's it's theft, okay, and it's false, okay. It's based on fear. So I'm gonna hop off of that. That, but but I, I'm gonna tell you the truth, America. This is what I'm gonna tell you. So like I said, uh, I encourage you to go to the library, read for yourself exactly what happened um, during that time. They were trying to preach states' rights, okay. The Democrat Party was hiding behind. The, the guise of, hey, we need state, states' rights so that they could can carry on with their horrible uh, slavery, okay? And that's exactly what they wanted to do. And so they even started a civil war for it, okay? Um, so an, another thing that was going on at the time is this guy right here. I told you about Frederick Douglass, who is a, he's a bona fide hoss, okay? He had been a slave, and he wrote a couple of books uh, telling about his experience, and um, there wasn't that much literature out there to find out exactly what was happening. But this guy, he put it out there exactly what happened. So a, a lot of people who were abolitionists, northerners, they formed themselves into this party called Republican. Okay, The Republican Party only formed up and named itself in 1854. That's three years before this Dred Scott decision. And of course, uh, that set up the Civil War. Okay, And in fact, uh, another fact that I told you about was... Uh, General Ulysses Grant, he voted in the election of 1856, he voted for James Buchanan, a Democrat, even though he himself did not like slavery, he was against slavery, um, he didn't want to have a civil war, okay? And even though this slavery issue was there, a lot of people like, nobody wanted to go to war, but doggone it, they didn't agree with slavery. But it was getting to be so bad that, uh, you know, people were finding out about this and they were they were starting to to you know, work towards work towards Civil War. But 1857, James Buchanan, Democrat in the office, uh, backed up by his cronies in the Supreme Court. And that decision was made. There's nine justices, okay? Seven of those justices who, who voted for Dred Scott decision to uh, make him a slave and, and to call him not a citizen, those all, all seven of those were Democrat 
justices. The only two dissenting opinions were Republican justices, okay? So this was a very politically motivated, and it was absolutely the worst decision of, of the Supreme Court. Uh, you can look that up, too. It's, it's regarded as the worst possible decision coming from the Supreme Court, but there's other ones like Plessy versus Ferguson. I'll talk about that one, too, but not on this episode. Um, so yeah, this guy, Roger Taney, um, some of his early career too, he had been, uh, attorney general under Andrew Jackson and, uh, you know, being a crony, being a Democrat, a slaveholder, uh, you know, Andrew Jackson too was a Democrat. Uh, he, you know, he gained a lot of favor and, and, uh, you know, he, he was actually, uh, he, he actually became the secretary of the treasury under Jackson too, because, uh, Jackson wanted to push back on this uh, national bank, and I, I actually agree with that. Uh, the America, America needed to uh, get out from under the the grasp of this bank, and uh, so that was one thing that that I would say that uh, Taney did that was actually okay. Um, but you know, uh, he he was definitely a Democrat, okay. And when he became, and, and later on, when when Andrew Jackson won his second term, that's when Andrew Jackson. Uh, put him through to become a, a, a chief justice of the Supreme Court, and that's how he got on the Supreme Court. He actually served in the Supreme Court all the way until 1864, and also, interestingly, this guy, this uh, this monster, okay, Roger Taney, uh, he was the one who swore in Abraham Lincoln uh, for his presidency, okay? So Abraham Lincoln was sworn in in 1861, and of course, uh, during this time, also interestingly, this guy, Roger, um, being the sneaky snake that he was, he stayed there in the Supreme Court and uh, continued his uh, his uh, assault on America's concept of freedom, uh, and and he bucked whenever Abraham Lincoln stated that because of the, the 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 Civil War that began that the Southern states started because they seceded and they started the fight. Uh, he suspended because of his emergency powers. He suspended the writ of habeas corpus, and this is something that. This guy, John Taney, he bucked it hard. He was saying, no, the president can't do that. So here was basically an enemy of America sitting in the Supreme Court along with his other cronies um, to, to basically push, push against uh, the Union uh, in their position in the Supreme Court. And that, that's another reason why he's an anti-Haas, okay? So anyway, uh, this, is, this is America's history. We, we have to look at it. We have to look at the good and the bad. This being the anti-Haas... Uh, Roger Taney. Uh, uh, we're glad that things have moved past him. We're glad that the Union won the Civil War and uh, was able to push back and, and, and keep America's concept of freedom intact, okay? Um, and so that's, that's really good. We're, of course, we're sad that Abraham Lincoln had to lose his life. So just a little plug for next week. I'm going to review this book called, it's a, it's a new book. It's out by Isabel Wilkerson. So Isabel Wilkerson wrote this book about caste, and this is uh, talking about some of the modern day stuff that we, we're dealing with. And uh, it's actually a very good book. Uh, but again, as I was mentioning, there, there's a, a, a terrible tendency in this book to uh, paint the Republican Party as the, as the party of slavery and racism. But in fact, that's the total opposite. It's the Democrat Party. So I'll get into that next week. Um, so this is JD Collier with Eagle Impact. I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. I will get this out 
Hopefully by the end of, of today, it'll be in the uh, YouTube format and also uh, on Spotify and Anchor and other podcast networks. So American Mutt, I want to salute you. Uh, we're looking forward to the spring and we're looking forward to a better year this year in 2021. So take care, America. J.D. Collier with Eagle, Haas, and Hound. Hard work, I go to work and I hit the floor. Hard work, work. 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 All right, guys. That's awesome.